Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. The Fredericksburg Area Association of Realtors is in this morning. It is our... uh been an annual show but to Kim McClellan we need to we need to do this more because a lot of people are asking these uh, asking the questions that we're going to be talking about today good morning first of all to Kim McClellan the uh, public policy director for the uh, Fredericksburg Area Association of Realtors it's always great to have you in and talk about these things yes nice to be back always love talking to you Ted you brought a couple of guests. I'll let you introduce them, and then we'll we'll jump off and go from there. Yeah, this is great. We're excited to be joined today by Brandy Walther, who is our 2024 president of FAR, and also Don Yosmans, who is one of our board of directors and also does a lot with property management. Welcome to both of you. Good, Good to have you here Thank this morning. You. These are these are interesting times, and and uh, Don, I guess you you see. Everyone is is talking right now and trying to figure out what's going on, and I'm sure. In, uh, in, in your world, it's the same thing. Yes, it definitely is. Uh, property management, rental units, it's a very active place to be in in real estate right now, for sure. How did you get involved with that? What's, what's, oh, what's your gosh. background? <laughs> My background started way back in 1988 in multifamily apartment management. That's what I started out doing in the industry. And being an apartment manager, you're not required to have a real estate license. So then I went into single family home management in 2000. And that's when I got my real estate license for the first time. But you have seen a lot over the years yeah. in this area. Yes, a I lot sure of have. ups and downs. Yeah, I started at a small apartment community in Breezewood off of um, 208 Courthouse Road. And actually, I got transferred to Nashua, New Hampshire. So I was there for a few years and then came back to Woodbridge area and then to Fredericksburg. That's where I landed. Yeah. Wow. So you have you, you have have seen have seen a lot. Randy, welcome to you. How does one become a president? Well, <laughs> it can a be a long road. Um, I think I've been on the board and now in the executive department for six years. Um, so I think they train you along the way, and I sure hope th- that this is going to continue for another couple of years anyway. So you're, so you're obviously you're having a good time. Yeah, it's things like this that fire me up. Okay. How, how, how did you get into real estate? Well, that's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, family's been here since 1969. I met my wife in Texas. We came up here to open a bicycle shop. And... Um, Eventually, I said, gee, if I can sell bicycles, let me see if I can sell houses to the people I like. And so I've been doing this for right on 20 years now. Interesting that, that you would make that connection and decide to do that. To, to be able to sell real estate and get a license and in, in everything, how difficult is it? It's, um, it's not difficult, but it is intense and you need to go into it with a frame of mind that this is going to be a career. Okay. And you have to work that career, right? This is not just where sales fall in your lap. You are right. You yeah, are out yeah. there building business yeah. and I'm sure it's changed a lot. It in has. And I was going to say when you say difficult, it's not difficult, but it's rigorous. I would That's say a good very term rigorous. For it. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. Absolutely. A lot of studying for the test first of all, and then just getting out there, shaking the bushes and trying to generate you know, traffic. I call it traffic because that's what we call it coming in and out the door for yeah. rentals. But, you know, trying to create prospects to work with, it doesn't fall on your lap. You've got to be out there actively working it. 
Right. It's called a market for a reason, and it goes up and down and yes. changes all yeah. the yes. time. Well, and I mean, I guess you're, there's not really even set hours for no, it, no, too. No, <laughs> Everyone thinks, oh, I can set my own hours if I'm a real estate agent. It's like, uh, no, your client sets your hours for you, for sure. Right, and you're working a lot of Sundays, a lot of weekends, just because that's when people yes. are available. Yes, exactly. But that makes you have to set some boundaries for yourself. Right, you do. I think um, the burnout rate on, in this mm -hmm. could be horrendous if, if you let it. Yes. Because, as Dawn says, it is so focused. Can you think of what's the top number of listings somebody's made you go see? Because when you're taking buyers around, you can see 20, 30, 40 properties, and then maybe they decide they're not ready to buy. Yeah. During, that many? Um, probably the most I've done is between 12 and 15 in a day. In a day? That's a lot. Oh, that's a lot. That's so a those, lot. Those, so those, those days are gone now because there's a limited product mm -hmm. on the market. Right. Yeah, you're not finding 12 or 15 houses to show exactly, in, in right. a concentrated area right, right. now. The market's yeah. just been so constrained. I think that's really the story right now. Would you all agree that it's just where do you go? Where do you find these homes? Um, how are you finding uh, that fits your budget? It's, it's, not, it's not an easy market right now. Right. Those are the two key issues, budget and inventory. Boy, but you, especially the, the the two of you have sure you have seen, you have seen a lot of different. Not much probably can phase you when when you see something just to say, we've seen this before. Coming from property <laughs> management sector, not a whole lot phases me. I get surprised every now and again some yeah. things, but yeah, just from the whole spectrum of how people you know live in a home or leave a home and move outs and yeah, I've seen a lot for sure. Well, are we gonna? lot of turnover here we're in a yeah, pretty unique transient. market because there's government military and then just growth and change and that uh, that really does color the market when when you talked when, when when you were talking about you know kind of you know beating the bushes and you know generating things i i guess you're always out looking for people who may be prospects um, or do they come to you too? I mean, I, I guess it's, it's probably a mixture. Well, one of the beauties of internet is you can pretty much create your identity mm. and start speaking to the people that are paying attention to you. I think the longer you're in this business, the sphere of influence, particularly in a area this size where you're involved in other things in the community, people understand that you're a realtor. On the flip side, Everybody seems to know at least six realtors. Right, that's the big thing. Everyone has, you know, everyone knows a realtor. So, yeah. you know, when you are starting out and you're trained, it's you know, let your card follow everything. You want to pass out your card to everybody. You want to bring it up in every conversation that you have. Whether you're at a restaurant and you're you're paying your bill, your card should be in your <laughs> bill payment so that you're getting your name out there. That's definitely the way to begin. But we are a bit old timers and we've been around a long, long time. So. We d I'm sure Brandy, as I do, has a ton of repeat business because you've been around for so long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then we've heard, too, some stories about folks who have sat desk duty. So, I mean, even oh, though yes. everything is online, they still have active offices and people mm -hmm. still do kind of walk in off the street every once in a while. Definitely. And I think it was one of our downtown offices. Somebody walked in off the street and bought an expensive townhome. It, it turned into a sale just sitting desk duty. Sometimes the calls that come through That's right. can turn hmm. into a tenant client or a buyer client. Um, so sometimes just the old ways of yes. answering the phone 
can can yield some of those first sets of sales. And then those people tell their friends they had a good experience. Right. And um, yeah, it, it snowballs, yeah. hopefully. You have to be ready for business at any time. That's the point. Yes. You have I to be ready. I do. I have so many. Now that you say that, I do have so many cards. <laughs> of, of realtors yes. i'm not in the i'm not looking yeah. to buy or sell but i i'm i'm always in that that makes total sense but when now. you are you know some friends right. who can help you do right that. yeah that's true and well, i've got now I've, I've made two new friends that's today right. i was getting yes. ready to say it and her name is dawn yeah. <laughs> i can sell right i'll have two more cards yeah. there you go in the in the in, in the next hour quick break coming up good stuff this morning fredericksburg area of realtors we're going to get into uh the the market and uh in in, in what what they are seeing randy walther is here here, Don uh, Yosemans and uh, Kim McClellan here this morning. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Fredericksburg area of realtors uh, in this morning. Don, uh, I, Don, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna get your name right at some point. <laughs> But it'll 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 take a while. Don Yosemans. 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 Oh, okay. Yosemans. Yosemans. We talked about this before, and now all of a sudden I looked at it and I froze. Don Yosemans is here. She's with uh, Coldwell Banker Property Management and is also a member of the uh, Fredericksburg Area Association of Realtors, one of the directors. Randy Walther is the uh, president and also an agent with uh, Nest Realty. And Kim McClellan is a public policy director with the uh, the Fredericksburg Area Association of Realtors. So what are we looking at around here? Yeah, we're looking at people not selling their homes right now. And there's a few dynamics. I think that got a few factors that go into that dynamic. And uh, one of the big ones is just mortgage rates, right? We're looking at volatile mortgage rates. They're above seven, I think, again. Um, they got close to eight in the fall of 23. And we, our state association estimates that people, current mortgage holders in the state of Virginia, have an average mortgage rate of 3.2%. Right. You're not moving for 7% unless you absolutely have to. Right. So we're saying this is the locked-in effect. People are locked into their homes. They either have a 3% rate or they may have no mortgage. They may have no mortgage at all whatsoever. And they also have a lot more equity in their current home than they're going to achieve by purchasing a new home with the rates or excuse me with the prices the way they are as, as well so they've cut both factors that they're looking at that's me i mean could people realtors or people have said oh you ought to move here you ought to move you know this is the kind of house you, you ought to have yeah yeah and, and you're like why why i don't have a payment I, right yeah and i like that yeah not having a payment and I have great equity in the current home that I'm sitting in. We're he we hear that all the time. So they're not ready to move. But on the other hand, there are people that need to live in this area. Absolutely. Um, and the that's the problem. is always changing government. We're coming up on a four-year cycle. There's usually a lot of government people moving. Um, and we're kind of sitting in that hotbed. So where do the people go that are coming and how do you get the people here out? Right, and we have a huge population of the age group of what, 30 to 39, and they, they're growing their families, they have children, they need to get out of rentals and move into a single family home with more room and yeah. to sprawl with children and pets, et cetera. And yeah. it's just, the inventory isn't there available for them. We had an agent, I think this is a cool way to think of it, was the life cycle of home ownership, where you kind of have that churn where folks who have aged out, their children are gone, they mm -hmm. sell their homes, they move somewhere smaller, then that young family moves into that house, then that starter home is opened up for somebody in a rental. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing that churn in the market. Um, and since there's so little inventory, and I know that every time we come on, we talk about this, 
Um, when we were looking at, say, 2019, we had about 1,700 homes in the market. We're lucky right now if we get to six, seven, or 800. We were last year flirting with 1,000 homes in the market, but that's still significantly undersupplied. We have been chronically undersupplied for years now, to the point where when I look at the five-year averages, they're down into the sevens and eights, whereas before it was 1,300, 1,400. We're not seeing that anymore. And it's well, really and causing have, an impact. We have more people. And we're the going area to is more. growing, and yet we have less inventory. So it is a problem. And it's hard to get people to um, make the commitment because they're thinking, well, if I just wait a little bit, the rates are going to go down and the prices are going to go down. Our, our new tagline is marry the mortgage and date the rate. Because once you're in, when things change, you can refinance. You can refinance. Mar marry the house, date the rate. Affordable. Find the house you love. You Nobody stays in a 30-year fix at the same rate for the right. entire 30 years. Right. You will be able to hopefully refinance at some point. Some of the builders, if they're doing new construction or even buying down those rates to start with, thinking that eventually those people will be able to refinance into that rate. So you're not having these really high interest rates if that's kind of a, a holding holding people back. Um, but find the house. They're not, they're not, prices aren't decreasing. And we see that month right. to month. We're not seeing right. any significant amount of decreasing. We're seeing continued increasing. It's moderating yes. those increases, but they're still happening. So I guess, and I guess that's one of the words you want to get out. And words, I guess, you, you talk to people about. The prices aren't going down. Right. right. And people have that expectation that this is a bubble, but... It's not really. It is just a supply and demand issue. The market fundamentals do not support a bust um, just because of that number. When you have 700 homes in the market, there's no bust. There's there's not very much yeah. to choose from. We don't have a glut of homes like we did right. in 2008 and nine. I remember it was a couple of years ago, Kim, when we did this show, and, and, and you had both the realtors and the builders here, and everybody said, because at that time there was the thought, well, this is, you know, we're going to have, oh, you know, 08's going to happen again. Right. And you all said... That's not going to happen, no. and it hasn't. No. And I think people's thought initially in 20, maybe even 21, was that once COVID is over, people will start listing their homes. But that was really never the problem. We can look at listing data, new listings coming out of the market, and it definitely was depressed in the early part of COVID. May of 20, sure. 2020, May, June, July, through that summer, we did see very static levels of new homes. But eventually, our new homes coming on the market went really high. But it didn't matter because the demand just sucked all those homes out of the market. That's so right. it wasn't really a problem of people not listing because they were scared. It was just the churn in the market. Demand was just through the roof in 21 and early 22. Through the roof. You had a ton of folks who are, and you still have it, uh, working remotely. So they're going out of the city and moving out into the suburbs and yeah. you know, trying to have more affordability versus... Uh, being in the city, the higher prices there because they can remote work. They don't have to commute into work any longer. So that was driving yeah. that as well. And we've seen that delta of prices, I think, moderate a lot, especially in Stafford. If you look right. at the median home price in Northern Virginia, now this is you know median home price. Obviously, if you're looking in the city of Falls Church, you're not finding anything under, I'm sure, a million dollars or something. Right. Um, but we have it in the what, high sixes, 700 for Northern Virginia. We've, we've passed 500 in yes. Stafford County. We yes. used to be a big difference from Northern Virginia. That gap is closing. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, on a side note, that's really affecting our tax assessments. Oh, yes. Yes, it has. I just yes, got it has. mine. And, um, yeah. I'm yeah. wondering how we got there. Yeah, me too. I got mine as well. And I was like... I looked at mine in Spotsylvania and thought this can't be right. This and but then I've heard from every, every we all say the same thing. Yeah. 
But I never thought that that's Randy. That's what you know that of when you start talking about the the, the home prices and. Yep. Us yeah. becoming Northern Virginia, yeah. all of a sudden we are becoming Northern Virginia. Well, and the assessors go through a similar process you, you all do when you're doing yes. comparative analysis for homes. If somebody comes to Randy and says, hey, how much can I list my home for? What do you do? Yeah, a lot of research and you come up with you look a, at past a range sales. of prices. Yeah. But yep. They're looking at sales in the last, yep. what, few months? Yeah. They're looking at sales, yep. actual sales that have happened. That's why our tax bills are going up so much because... Your neighbor sold their house that they bought for three hundred thousand dollars in twenty ten mm-hmm. for five thirty, mm-hmm. you know, last summer. Right. So right. it makes a difference. And that all, and, and again, it all go, it all goes back to what we we talk about just just the inventory, mm-hmm. not having the not having the inventory right. drives the price is an issue. Yeah. Well, and yeah. as mortgage rates start to stabilize, I know that you all probably saw this, and we saw this in mortgage numbers. Once those rates started to come down in January, we saw a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. In fact, in January, we had the first month, it was and since April of 2022, we had the first year-over-year increase in units sold for the first time since April of 2022. Every year, every month, we'd been decreasing from the previous year because mm-hmm. we were really high in 21, yeah. and then we started seeing those fall-offs in the second half of 22. And we saw it all through 23. Well, January posted the first year-over-year increase in units sold and yeah. total dollar volume because those rates came down. As soon as those Everybody rates start to come excited. down, people are like, yes, I'm buying my house now. Yes. <laughs> and that's going to keep happening. If rates you know, stabilize, they're a little high again. Yeah, they've been, they, were, they went low and now they've, they, they've gone back. And I guess, Randy, you see this all the time, especially when, and especially when the, when the Fed makes their announcements. Right. And a lot of people are scared. Um, at some point, it does really come down to can i afford this but if you can afford it don't wait because it's not going to get better inventory wise even if you look at new home building which we kind of think is going on all over the place it's not enough to keep up no it's so interesting i was going to i was going to ask you about that because spotsylvania last night dealt with a couple of, of rezonings that got turned they got turned down and the the builders were trying to make make that that argument that we don't have as much as you think. Yeah, and I in fact I was and this this that, shows it. Yeah, they were even offering some proffers for attainable housing, mm-hmm. um, and even that little carrot didn't work. It's a, it's a shame. Um, on the other hand, if you can't build the houses. Where are the people ultimately going to live? And I think part of that ends up being in the rental market. Right. That's exactly right. And that's we, we have tons of um, traffic for available rentals. As soon as we put a rental out, we're, yeah. we're getting lots and lots of traffic, as long as it's priced right. Definitely. I was just going to ask you, so, so the rental market, because there's not the, the homes, mm-hmm. the, the, the availability of homes, people are, because you have people, to have something. Yeah, that's correct. Because there's nothing out there, the supply isn't out there for them to purchase, then of course they have to go and rent as well. And there's, they're competing. It's a very competitive rental market. There, you can get five plus apps on one home uh, because there aren't many of them out there as well. And they're high. <laughs> That's what yeah. so the, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, that they yeah. would be high. Yes, yes. What does that mean? How high is high? Don't. Yeah, these yes. numbers always like shock me when I hear this. Yeah, the rental rates have definitely increased over the past couple of years, and um, you're seeing like in Stafford, you can see rentals in the thirty-five hundred dollar plus range. Downtown Fredericksburg, you know, one bedroom for fourteen hundred a month. It's it's that's expensive. That's really high. Yeah. $3,500 to rent a home. That's crazy. A home in in Stafford for sure. Those prices aren't that high here in in Spotsylvania County, 
but definitely in Stafford, you're, it's demanding that kind of money for sure. Yeah, I mean, in downtown, you've got some really uh, boutique-ish kind of homes, mm-hmm. okay, that sure. are on the water and renovated. They, you know, they're overlooking the park. You're looking at four thousand dollars a month for those guys. Yeah. And with inflation and everything else, exactly. you, you just wonder how 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 do people afford it? People, I yeah. know. Right, and then not decide to buy because I feel like your mortgage could probably be less than that, even at current rates. But they can't find anything. Yeah, right. but they can't That's find the anything. Thing. They can't find anything. An example um, just happened in my office. We had an agent that listed. I'm sorry, she put in an offer on a a home, and there were 75 offers. Wow. There was seventy-five. They went in fifty thousand dollars over price, and it turns out they weren't even in the top ten when the decision was made. So that gives you a boy. That gives you a really good idea of what we're talking about. Imagine being a buyer in that situation. So how do you counsel your buyers in that? That must be so defeating. I think about we bought our first house. It's not just your house; it's your home. It's where you're thinking of raising your kids and having family gatherings. To right. lose that with 75 offers, it almost feels unattainable. So what well, is your advice a, to your buyers? I think, um, well, I like to tell people, frankly, what the market is. If they're not really committed, then it is time to rent for another year or so and uh, until you're comfortable because the idea now is you're probably going to stay in that house for at least a dozen years. Yeah. There is no more churning of yeah. five or six years. Tenure has way stretched out because of the, the situation we're in with, with mortgages and everything. It used to be five to seven years. Now right. it's up to about 12. Yeah. Reached a high of 13, I believe, in 2021. That's so a long you, time. You better think hard about where you want to be. And then when, when you do think of where you want to be, is there anything on the market there? Will you be willing to broaden your area a little bit? So there's lots of questions, and it does take prep work, and the clients need to hear what you're saying. They need to, yeah, you need to educate them to, number one, be ready for the conditions of the market so that they have the stamina to take the rejection and that they have the understanding that you need to have a good, solid offer and what that means because otherwise you're not going to be able to compete. That's the big thing is educating them about that, their expectations. And, John, I would think in, in, in your case, when people do come to you to, to rent, especially and if they're coming from out of the area or another part of the country, mm-hmm. to educate them on this is what this is what you're looking at. Right. And these are, you know, the, 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 the prices here may be far different than what, where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. We've always, I think all of us, as far as sales and rentals, have always dealt with sticker shock when they come here from, you know, I don't know, Oklahoma or, you know, a small city state environment. Definitely not the folks coming from California, however. Right. But, um, yeah, your smaller ones, they Iowa, what have you, they'll come here and they do have sticker shock for sure. That's why, too, you know, when we have military coming in, a lot of them want to do um, sight unseens. Yeah. I'm not a fan of sight unseen at all whatsoever. They, you know, putting a contract or an application in a home they haven't seen because there's so many variables when you pull up to a home. You know, how does it feel? And, it, you know, the neighborhood feel, what have you. And they've got to make those decisions by actually visiting the home. So sometimes we'll do videos and, but that still to me isn't enough, but yeah. Yeah. To get, to let them see what they're getting for their money as well. Yes. 
Wow, this is interesting. We got to take a quick break, and uh, we'll we'll come back. Randy Walther is here. Don uh, Yosmans is here, and uh, Kim McClellan here from the Fredericksburg Area Association of Realtors. More on News Talk twelve thirty WFVA. It's eight thirty one. From the Fredericksburg Dot Today Online News Studios, this is News Talk twelve thirty WFVA Fredericksburg, a Centennial Broadcasting Station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Fredericksburg Area Association of Builders in this morning. And uh, always great stuff. And boy, this is an eye-opener today. Kim McClellan is here. Don Yosey Menz is here. And uh, Randy Walther is, uh, is here this morning. Kim, you send out numbers every month. And it's always, it's, it's one thing to look at the numbers and think, well, those are high. It's another thing to have, to, to just to just have Don and Randy here telling about it and telling stories. And uh, it, this is, right. it's as complicated a situation as, you know, I think we all knew. Right. So what do those numbers mean sometimes? And hearing those personal stories really put that touch on it. Because we can look at prices, right? Our, we ended the year with our median price in the region at about 440 uh, the January numbers were about 432. But what does that mean when you're actually looking for a home? And I mean, we talked a little bit about selling your home and a lot of people aren't doing that. But even if you are selling your house, 75 offers, it's an, it's an intense process to even think about selling your home. A, where do you go next? And then B, how do you even consider the number of offers that you're getting? So Randy, I know you talked about your 75 offers that you know somebody that had. How do you as an agent present those when you're the listing agent to the seller because that has to be incredibly challenging to pick out of 75 offers because you want to make the best decision for you how do you how do you go about advising them on that yeah so that really is the process of bringing your client on board from day one they have to be able to trust you and it is our obligation ethically to present everything that's given to us so we may go through them and you can break it down by price or um, closing time. You can narrow that down, and that might be in favor of the seller. Somebody they may a need quick to get close, out. and the, the right. highest price is a six-month close. That might impact how they decide. Exactly. Hmm. So every everything that can change in a contract needs to be gone over. But there usually is some reason that one thing rises to the top and most often it is price but a lot of times in this market it is how quick can we get this done yeah and are you seeing in contracts these days i know we talked a lot about contingencies right we're talking about home sale contingencies i have a house to sell yes i'm going to buy yours contingent upon the sale of my own house um the home inspection contingency you know, I'm going to have a home inspection and there's some things that need to be fixed and I'm going to ask you to fix them. Are we seeing any of that in this market right now? I know we weren't. Right. And then not, it kind of came back really. a little bit, but no. Okay. I think um, home inspections are different and and I, would, I counsel all of my clients to get a home inspection no matter what. You need to understand what you're getting into. And there is a right to waive it, so it could be just for information only. But still, that's your information and it's important as to whether you want to proceed with the whole process or not. On the other hand, uh, a seller is going to gravitate towards things that are not going to be obstacles, and a home inspection can be an obstacle. Uh, Home contingency is definitely a a problem right now. Um, 
Most people that are ready to sell are really ready to sell. They want to get the job done and get on with the rest of their life. And so they've got something already lined up, yeah. likely. Usually, yes. Usually they do. And and typically, like I actually just had one that closed that uh, had a home sale contingency. But when they put in the offer with the home sale contingency, they had all their ducks in a row letting us know we're under contract, we're this far yes. in the contract, we've already had our home inspection done and everything was fine. So to, to give confidence to the seller that they're not going to be a problem throughout the process for them. So that yeah. worked out. A whole another issue right now is cash. A, a lot of sales are cash sales now. So people have sold their house. Maybe they've bided their time and waited for a year, but the cash is still there. Mm -hmm. So um, that's that looks really, really attractive to a homeowner because the worst thing that can happen is you go under contract in 30 days and that day 25 you find out that the buyer actually doesn't qualify and then you have to start all over. Ah. So cash talks. And I think that shows the strength of buyers right now. When we talk about this is not like 2008, that's a great example. These are incredibly well-resourced buyers. Yes. If you are bringing, when you look at our median price, $500,000 in Stafford County, three fifty dollars in Caroline County, right? These are just median price. So these can be higher than that. If you're bringing cash, I mean, you are, you're not, for, there's no opportunity to foreclose. Right. You are a very, very well-qualified buyer. Right. And even if they're not bringing cash, we are still seeing sizable down payments and well, the very strong. This you used to hear is cash is king and it definitely is king and you're seeing it from the folks yeah. that we were chatting about earlier who have a lot of equity in their home. Yeah. They may not have a mortgage now and so they're going to sell their home to position themselves to buy something that they're looking for and it affords them the cash. They go because I see them they come and they rent for a little bit while they're trying to figure out what they're going to do or try to get a hold of a home that they want and they have their cash and reserves to help qualify. Yeah, because yeah, when you're talking about the numbers that, that you are running, <clears> with the, sometimes with the, the number of buyers, if you do have cash, like you say, you 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 kind of leap to the yeah you do. you kind of leap to the front, I would think. Yeah, in that situation, I would say probably um, a half to two thirds of them had the cash. What about how long people have to make decisions? I know when we were looking at the lowest point of the market, I think was in like February, March of 2021, houses were on the market for, I mean, the average days on market was a couple days. Really, you were seeing things in the market for hours if they even went on the market, because right, right, they right. probably had offers before yeah, they Yeah, we even heard all those stories. Yeah. But now, we're, I see, I think we were at like 23 or 30 days or something, but the vast majority of homes still sell in 10 or less. So what are you seeing okay. for how long people have to make decisions? I see a house today. I think I might like it. I want to think about it. Again, you have to prep your client because it is a market. If you're going to jump in, you better be ready to jump in. Um, there's a section now called coming soon where it's not actually on the market. I see those all the time. It cannot be shown. It coming cannot soon. be shown, but it doesn't stop someone from sending in an offer. Right. And that's happening all the time now. So houses aren't even coming on the market before right. they're being sold. Well, just like you, you, you both have said, just about prepping people, because this would be just incredibly frustrating when you're right. always you're, you're always coming up short. And I've known people that have been like that, and it it is. It's just you just you you almost, you, you want to give up, but you can't. Right. What would you say is the bottom number 
that you need, it's the minimum number you need to enter this market. So when I'm thinking about attainable, affordable housing, if somebody's looking for a $300,000 house, is that, does that exist? 350, um, how high do you need to go before it? What well, is that? 350, you could find something in this area, um, but again, you have to be incredibly flexible. Where you want to live, I live in South Stafford, you're not gonna find it. Um, maybe in all of Stafford, you're not gonna find 350. it. 350. Oh, wow. I so, don't think you in Stafford, honestly. You're gonna find it out in, uh, further out in Spotsy. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. further out in Spotsy, Caroline. I find too, and I see it in my own neighborhood sometimes where lots are built on, even now, and I live in an older neighborhood, lots that were never built on, and you know, down at the bottom of like a hill, you know, it's, yep. like a, it's like in a pit, but somebody's building a house and it's selling. Or they, they're, they're squeezing it in. You, you see that in the city sometimes. Yeah, you're seeing that in the Sque city of Fredericksburg right in. now. Yeah. Yeah. I think you had it personally right down the street from this yes. office. Mm -hmm. We did. So if it's a vacant lot, there's something going on that we're not seeing yet, but it'll probably be in the form of a four-bedroom yeah. colonial. Yeah, how many times do you drive down the road and all of a sudden you see the little tapes because they're working on it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I think this is obviously a conversation with the builders um, to have in more depth, but uh, land is a challenge. Mm -hmm. Finding land, the cost of land is, is a challenge. There's only so many buildable lots, and as we saw last night, there's not a lot of interest in expanding the opportunity for folks to have more buildable lots. No, because politically, it's right. you're, you're dealing with people who just say we're, we're growing too much. But when you're looking at but developments yet, that are, you know, had any empty lots, they're they're capitalizing on anything that's available that's able to be built on. As long as there's, you know, no topography or water issues, we're, we're going to build on it because, yeah. as you can see, we have to. Yes. You can't find a house in this region for under $350,000. That's a big change from really just a few years ago. It's always been competitive. You know, this didn't start because of COVID. It wasn't like COVID launched us into this. This had been building mm -hmm. for years before 2020. Um, coming out of the, you know, the bus, we had so many homes for sale in 2010, 2011. But that inventory started to be, to get depleted a little bit. Um, if you ask people in 2018, 2019, what's the biggest challenge in the market? I think people would have said supply in the lower price markets, right? If you were looking for a 250 or $300,000 house, even under 400, it was competitive. Yeah, and I believe that was because folks w had bought too high and they couldn't sell. That's where my inventory in property management properties grew heavily during that time frame because I like to call them reluctant landlords because they couldn't sell at that time and they were being moved out of the area or whatever. So they had to move and decided to hold on to it so they you know, weren't taking a bath and put, turned it into a rental. And that's what helped tighten the market there too because they weren't putting their house out there when timing wise they would have typically in the cycle. But they were upside down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Well, and it will be interesting because Randy, you mentioned it about, about you know, just ev every four years around here, there can be a change just because mm -hmm. politically things mm -hmm. change and people move in and out. So there, there, there could be some of that. But there again, is. that's, you know, how many, you know, I don't know that that's going to really move the needle much. It's not because um, that is in the overall market, very small part of the market. Yeah. Um, and we are at, it's been over five years since we've built to keep up with the market. We just can't do it fast enough. That comes from being certainly a, a suburb of the D.C. area now and even Richmond coming up north now. Yeah, and I but think, go ahead, Randy. I'm just saying it's, you're not going to fix it overnight. 
So again, anybody that can and, and wants to get into the market, don't wait because it's not going to change that dramatically. And I think we need to think as a community long and hard about what we want to do about this issue because as mm -hmm. people find this area increasingly unaffordable, we will lose talent. People hmm. will go, labor will go elsewhere where they can afford a better quality of life. Yep. You know, now we get the absorbing people from D.C., but we see that D.C. isn't the, the hip, cool place for people to move to because it's so unaffordable. Um, and that's going to happen here. Right here. We, ha we run the risk of losing really good talent simply because they can't afford to live here. Well, I just see companies moving here, you know, like Amazon putting in their big plant and yeah. other uh, technological companies coming here. Where are they going to house their employees? Because they're employing thousands of people. Yeah, that's a good so point. So where are they going to go? Right. That's what I wonder. Where are we yeah. going? What's going to happen to those folks? Where can they afford to live? Right. Crazy. As I say, in the real estate market, it's all immediate. The market really is day by day. And so you have to, as a seller or a buyer, understand what you're getting into when you're ready to do this. You can't be timid. And I'm not saying that it's scary, but you do have to work with people that are going to know the system and understand it and be able to communicate it to you. This needs to be a good process, not one that you're just grabbing the first thing you can see because you're going to probably stay there for 10 plus years yeah yeah well it all goes back to where we talked about just the life cycle and how that's mm -hmm. not that's not happening right it's, now right and it's, you can look at me as one of the examples <laughs> of somebody that i should be you know looking to downsize and move here or there and i have no interest yeah. in that yeah. i talk to people every day that are in that position you know it, it's the baby boomers right which is a very large population. They own their homes most of the time outright or yeah. just very little or they're locked into, you know, a 3% loan and they're, it's, it's a risk for them. They're ready to. They, they want one level living. They, yes. you know, want to downsize, not have so much to keep up with, the big yard. But their alternative just doesn't seem financially smart to them. And if they're staying local, I think I've heard from a bunch of agents, it's the fear of where to go next. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I put my house in the market today, what do I do with my 4,000 square foot home furniture if mm -hmm. I have nowhere else to go? Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, a real fear for people. I've heard about people with huge equity but are worried about how do I find what's next? Because it's a chicken or the egg. Do I sell first? Or do I, do I have enough money to buy first? Like, So it's, it's a challenge and it's limiting. It's a very limiting factor for people to end up a lot of them are paralyzed and don't don't do it. Mm -hmm. They stay where they are. Mm -hmm. hmm. Fredericksburg area of uh, Fredericksburg area Association of Realtors here this morning. Don uh, Yosmans is here. Randy Walther is here, and uh, Kim Clellan here. We'll wrap it up when we come back on News Talk twelve thirty WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk twelve thirty WFVA. Download the all new News Talk twelve thirty WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now here's your host. Ted Schubel. Wow, an eye-opening show for sure this morning. Fredericksburg Area Association of Realtors in Randy Walther, Don Yosmans, and uh, Kim McClellan in this morning. Don, if I want to get a hold of you, and, and what, what's the best way to get in get in touch with you and the things that that uh, that, that, you, that you do in the property management side of things? Sure, I am a licensed realtor. I list and sell, but my primary focus, I am a vice president of property management company for Cobble Banker Elite, and our main office is downtown. 520 William Street. Um, 
The best way to reach us is 540-720-3012. It's a property management office, and I'd be happy to help anybody who's interested in putting their investment home or purchasing investment home to put into property management. Okay. Randy, how about you? You're with uh, Nest Realty. Right, and I would say that the best way is to go online to nestrealty.com and um, pick me out of the agents list. Yes. (laughs) But my number is 703-624-9500, and I would welcome any opportunity to talk. This has been just awesome this morning just because you, you two have such a great perspective and have seen things and know what things are like now because it is kind of scary yeah when you say what things are like now <laughs> yeah and what maybe they'll be tomorrow and the next day because right. it, it's ever changing you just you have to buckle your seatbelt and be ready for all the change but hopefully we can take out some of the fear by working with a licensed professional yes. who is, knows this market inside and out and can guide you every step of the way i was just going to say that kim that I, sitting here with you i just thought if, if i ever had to be in the situation to do this i would feel like i could sit with you too and you would under, you know we would talk the same language and you you make it so much less fearful because Thank you, you because that is the goal this should not be a fearful act it needs to be almost a joyous act you're gonna live somewhere mm. that you want to stay in for quite a few years yeah. and fredericksburg area has so much to offer yeah. you should just stay here for a while that's right fredericksburg is a beautiful place to live absolutely to yeah. live to experience to raise a family to not raise a family and Purchasing a piece of real estate is probably the largest purchase, one of the largest purchases you're ever going to make in your life. And it should be a very exciting, pleasant, joyful thing yes. to do. I, yes. I agree. Again, Kim, you the the, the realtors do, do a great job of talking about and, and just letting the community know where we stand. And uh, it's it's just so it, it's good to, it's good to see you every now and then to and do shows like this to show that. The numbers are there, but there are real people and there are real real situations that we're all dealing with. Yeah, so we post those numbers every single month. You can head over to our website at www.farmembers. That's F-A-A-R, members.com. Um, we have those stats up every month, and there's uh, articles about um, what it is to, to work with a realtor, you know, what's going on in the community. So head over there and check it out. The, the, for people who don't follow the Fredericksburg Area Association of Realtors, you should because you, you do do really – there's really the work that you do with, with the realtors and the builders, and you do get a, a, a great picture, and you really are kind of a, a voice for – for for this in, in in the region yes we'd like to put information out there that's helpful for folks so we do a regional view and we also do uh, individual jurisdictions because people live in stafford they i'm sure they are a part of the fredericksburg region but when your home is in stafford you want to know what the median price is in stafford so we break that down as well so the bottom line and you've said it a couple of times this morning randy don't wait don't don't be sitting here saying i'm going to wait let me wait until the prices come down or the interest rates come down it's probably the interest rates may may vary but the prices don't seem to be changing much they will not and again if you're ready to make the move now is the time and even if even if you're a little bit of, maybe you think in, in in a year or two you might want to make a move it's probably good to sit down with someone and map out a map out a plan truly that's even better if you can start working with somebody that you trust and build that association um, over time for one the agent is going to have an idea really of what you're going to be interested in so they can let you know as soon as it hits the market 
and for two it's just um, it's a team effort you really do need help in this business Randy Walther has been here this morning, uh, Don Yosemans and uh, Kim McClellan. Thank you all. Come back soon because you've been great guests and just have really shed a lot of light on, on, a, on, a, on a really changing situation. Thank you. Thank you so time. much. Thank you. We enjoyed it. Enjoyed being here. That is it. Thank you for listening. We will see you in the morning. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the host and guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Focused on Fredericksburg.